ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Today I sit down with Brittany Boddington and talk about not only women in hunting, but about the skills, support, and community encouragement that comes from the camp for women that she has begun. Thank you everybody for joining in today. We have Brittany Boddington with us from uh, the She Hunt Skill Camp, and I am excited for you to hang out with me today. I'm excited too. Thanks so much for reaching out. You're welcome. I have um, a a confession to make. I, <laughs> in all translucency, I uh, was looking for people to be on the podcast, and I saw She Hunt Skill Camp, and uh, and I thought this is awesome. A, I really want to go. B, this looks like such a great way for women to be brought in to all of these different areas of hunting. And when I reached out, they said, Oh, you need to talk to Brittany. And I thought, (laughs) okay, who's Brittany? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to do a little bit of research and being a new hunter that I am, um, I thought, wow, this is going to be awesome. But your skills camp is what lured me in and I thought it was just amazing. So I'm excited to have you on today. Perfect. Well, I love that. We keep our uh, skills camp and the, and the Brittany Boddington thing pretty separate um, because I want the the camp to kind of stand on its own two feet and it's really, it's surpassed any expectations that we've had. So I'm super excited about it. Well, you did well (laughs) with that. It was, it was exciting and it was, um, I love the website and everything, and we'll get into that <laughs> later, but that was okay. just my, it was hilarious that I went, oh, this would be great uh, to talk about, to get them on here and to talk about how they're including women. Oh, it's Brittany. <laughs> it was exciting. Um, but awesome. yeah, give us just uh, a little snippet of who you are and how you got started because you weren't always a hunter. No, I wasn't. Um, I actually listened to a podcast of you interviewing Guy last night and found out that he's from California, Southern California, and I am too. He is. I'm a SoCal Yeah, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, It was during the days where Peterson's Hunting Magazine was actually based out of LA, and my dad was the editor. So he moved from Kansas to Los Angeles, um, actually to San Diego with the military, and then ended up in LA as the editor of Peterson's. That's where we met my mom and that's where I was raised. But you can guess that LA is not the most hunting friendly. (laughs) (laughs) And so I grew up telling people that my dad was a writer. Mm-hmm. And when they would ask what he wrote about, I would say sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they all thought it was like basketball, uh-huh. <laughs> but I didn't correct them. Um, and it was just, it was not something we talked about. 
you know, my friends would come over to my house and they would see the taxidermy and they all thought it was pretty cool, but we didn't go into it. Yeah. And um, as I got older, the girls would be like, that's so mean. And, you know, it, it turned into a little bit of a taboo thing. And uh, my dad asked me a couple of times if I was interested in learning how to shoot. And I told him no. And that was it. Yeah. And we didn't go into it. I didn't want to hear it. And he didn't force me. And uh, and that was the end of it until the end of high school, actually. And um, he offered to take me to Africa as my graduation present. And I kind of always hated Africa because it stole my dad every summer. Yeah. And so it was one of those things. I was like, all right, I'll go. <laughs> and um, the more research I did um, leading up to the trip, the more hunting just kept popping up as something people do in Africa. You know, safari, go on safari, do this, do that. And um, the conservation model in Africa is just so easy to get your head around. You know, these large herds need to be managed. There has to be the older non-breeding males taken out so there's enough food for the babies. Exactly. Like All of those things just made perfect sense to me. I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Okay, I can get my head around this. <laughs> so I told my dad that while we're in Africa, I might want to hunt. Could he please teach me how to shoot? And he just totally thought I was insane. <laughs> he was like, no way. Um, and, uh, and he was like, listen, we're not, we're not going to book a hunt and then have you get there and chicken out. So why don't we book a hunt in California? And then if you're interested and you'll enjoy it, um, hunting wild boars up in central California, then, then we can talk about booking a hunt because with my dad's luck, I would get there and, and book a full back safari and then chicken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we went up in, uh, up by Paso Robles and shot, uh, wild boars and it was awesome. Um, it worked out great. And I, I, it was actually funny. We had a, big sounder of pigs come over a ridge and um my dad's like okay do you see the one with the big black spot I'm like yes he's like shoot it like, okay and boom the gun goes off and he goes miss and i'm like no i didn't he's like yeah you missed it I'm like no i didn't so apparently there was one with a black spot in the front and one with a black spot in the back and i shot the one in the back he was pointing at the one in the front hilarious anyway, we had a pig rolling down the hill so it was fine yeah <laughs> that is funny oh yeah so that was kind of that first intro into it. The uh, your your feet got wet. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I enjoyed it. My dad looked at me. He said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Oh my gosh!" Like I was. Is it down? Is it dead? Or can we go see? Is everything okay? You know, when we got there, it was completely stone cold dead. So I had a wonderful first experience. Dead. And we ate that meat for the rest of the year, and it was awesome. I could tell people that this is my pig that I harvested that we're having for dinner, and I loved that part of it. So from there, we booked um, a hunt in Africa, and uh, I took five animals on that first safari. And I totally got hooked on Africa. Yeah. And that's where I kind of found my passion um, was just being outside, you know, the, the big open spaces and, you know, living in Los Angeles. It wasn't something I got a lot of. And right. um, I really fell in love with just the sport, just being out in the wilderness, you know, pushing my limits, pushing my boundaries. And from there, my dad was, uh, I was, you know, out of high school and starting college. And he was like, we'll go on one trip a year together. Um, and that wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, I need more. so I know I went, got a job and I started saving my money. And as soon as I could afford to go back to Africa, I booked myself, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, I booked myself a ticket and I went back to Africa and um, and I started going, just working on friends' farms and helping out. And um, I would go and stay for three months at a time in Namibia and then come back when my visa was expired. Uh -huh. and, uh, and then I would save up money again. So I was a nanny and I bartended and I modeled and I did anything I could to get enough money to buy a plane ticket to get back. <laughs> That's, it, it shows your passion. It shows your, yeah. your work ethic, but it also Thank shows... It shows the will and the desire. Um, yeah, I'm sure my dad would have preferred me going to a four-year college and staying there, but <laughs> <laughs> I did drop out to hunt, so I did go back eventually and finish my degree, mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah. I did end up finishing it down the road, and I actually, I've advised people in the past, um, ladies have come to me out of high school saying that they would love to do the same thing, and I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> go, ahead and finish. go to school first, mm -hmm. go to school first, hunting is always going to be there, Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. I It was my path. <laughs> it is. It's your path. And each path is different. And yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of women who everybody has a different story coming into it. But the one thing that is similar is the passion um, and what is learned from it. Those lessons that come out of each hunt, it is applied to life. And 
I think that that is one thing that draws you back each time is there's always something different. There's always something new. There's always something that you've got to learn from. And, um, and it brings me back every time. It was truly kind of where I connected the most with my dad too. It was something that he was always so passionate about and um, I just couldn't relate. Yeah. So having that to share with him too um, really brought me a lot closer to him. I love that. Um, so that was, that was kind of a special deal as well. Yeah. Having, I've got kids now and they've just passed their hunter safety test this past weekend. And so there, our deer season opens up in nine days and we're counting down and they're arguing over who gets to go first. And so it's a really sweet being a first generation hunter. Their view is what you viewed coming into it. Even more reason why you should come join us at camp. We actually have so many ladies coming to camp that are coming to us with the hopes of being able to be good um, coaches for their kids. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, we have a lot of women for the most part. I mean, like you said, um, being a woman in this industry is, is challenging in different ways. Um, It's not necessarily that we're at a disadvantage or just not the stereotypical. Um, But a lot of women are brought into hunting from a man, you know, a father, a brother, a husband, a boyfriend, Mm -hmm. but you don't always have that partner with you for the duration of your hunting career or, you know, um, for the duration of the time that you want to hunt. A lot of these ladies that we get in camp have lost a father or lost a husband or are divorced Mm -hmm. or dated someone, had a blast hunting, no longer with that person, but still want to hunt and still want to take their kids hunting. So we've got a lot of that. I didn't actually think about that as, as a driving factor when, when I started the camp, it was more along the lines of there's a niche here where ladies don't have the basics. But what we figured out is that women are handicapped by chivalry in hunting. Sometimes guys want to set up your gun and hand it to you and have you have a wonderful experience and take it back. Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily mount your own scope and sight in your own gun and do the field dressing and, you know, figure out what's wrong with your gun when something happens. You know, if you bump your scope when you're on your own, then what? Yeah. So that was kind of, you know, what, what really started She Hunts. And, um, and from there, we've had five widows under 45 wow. in camp already. And I mean, that's kind of something we didn't anticipate. It's not something we ever geared toward. But there's a lot of people with young children that live the lifestyle of hunting that want to continue taking their kids hunting. Yeah. And this is a way to do it. Yeah. Well, and I've got, I have a very supportive husband who actually did it the opposite way. He did it in a way that, um, that met my needs because he knew that I'm independent. He knew I wanted to be independent and he gave me the list of everything I needed to do and investigate. And he said, here, perfect. Here's the, here's what my dad was similar. Yeah. We're not all that lucky. (laughs) I I know. And I love that my goal over the past couple of years has been to become completely independent. And I've had to take steps to adapt things to where they would work for me. I'm five, two, a little bitty thing and having to figure out how to drag a deer out by myself. Um, yep. Leverage. Uh, it's, it's a lot of leverage. I found, um, I found a sled that helped me yeah. work. That. There you go. And so it's all of these different things, but my kids growing up are seeing not just an independent dad, but they're seeing an independent dad who has, uh, encouraged an independent mom. Um, that's awesome. And that's hunt. so empowering as well. It that's truly a fabulous is. example to set. It truly is. And, but that's what you're doing at camp. You are empowering women to be independent. We're trying, aren't we? yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, our, 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 our tagline is develop skills and build confidence, but that's mm-hmm. really what it is all about. I mean, we, we give you the basics to stand on your own two feet and feel comfortable, you know, taking your kids out hunting, taking friends with you. You're not worried about what happens if, you know, you right. understand. What we've also found, a lot of women are scared of the bang of a firearm. Yeah. The, the noise is frightening. And, you know, with the media these days, this, we're hearing a lot of bad things about guns. But yes. what I explain in my camp is one of our, our basic briefings in the very beginning is a gun is wood and metal, just like a hammer. And a hammer can't hit a nail unless you swing it. Right. It's the same with a firearm. If you take the pin out, we take the bolt out, we show them the firing pin, we show them how it works. We explain what happens when you pull the trigger, what mechanically changes. And once they understand that, the actual firearm isn't scary 
without a bullet in it. Right. You know, right. but a lot of women just walking up to a gun, they look at it and it's scary and it's, and it's mainstream media. It's what we've been taught. It's, it's the symbol, you know, but if you understand how it actually functions, then you can handle it without fear. And that's huge because when you're scared, it's a dangerous situation. Yeah. <laughs> so having, having the ability to handle it without fear and understand that, you know, a, a gun and a hammer are not that far off. Exactly. And that anticipation can, um, the nervous anticipation can slow over time with practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody likes the bang. I mean, I kind of like the bang, but (laughs) nobody nobody likes the bang when they first start, first start shooting. Um, But it's one of those things that you get used to and you Mm -hmm. get over it and we give everybody heavy duty walkers, your protection. So they're all covered. Um, But it's really one of those things that you get over when you understand the mechanics of what's going on inside of the gun. Well, and it's the scientific process too. I think most of us women, we like to be prepared. We like to know everything leading up to and know everything leading out of it and going from A to Z in, um, on a hunt, I want to know from A to Z. Now, are there things that are going to pop up? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I want to know how to handle those things as they pop up. Um, That's another wonderful thing about the She Hunts camps is that women raise their hand and ask questions uh because they're not in a room full of (laughs) know-it-alls. It's an open, it's an open and welcoming situation. We had um, some ladies come to us that have been to other shooting camps and they're like, well, I was the only girl in the room Mm -hmm. and I was too scared to raise my hand because I didn't want them to laugh at me. Yeah. And, you know, we went through a whole seminar at one point um, with a guest speaker. And at the end of the seminar, it was about hunting, just just hunting in Africa and hunting in general. And um, one of the girls raised their hand at the end of the seminar and she said, what is a PH? What does that stand for? We're like professional hunter. Oh, now it makes sense. (laughs) But, you know, it's simple things that if you don't know, you know, you could lose the entire seminar because you you don't know the one key word they're using over and over. But having a a safe place to raise your hand and feel comfortable doing so is really what the reason we keep it all women. Yeah. If we mix it, then you get a little bit of shyness. And I think that's just a normal thing. It's true. I think if there's one guy in the room, he'd be scared too. He probably would. (laughs) He probably would in a good place. Um, My daughter was the only one in the class this this past weekend. And she did not raise her hand as often as I, I could see on her face as I was sitting there. I could see the questions mounting because she does have a lot of questions all the time but she didn't feel comfortable <laughs> enough yeah. raising her hand. And we answered the questions as soon as the class was over. But um, I said, hey, write down your questions as you're going through this because I knew that that was going to be the case. Um, and it was... It's one of those things. It's, it's a natural it thing. I think it's also just... Um, you know, being in a new situation, mm-hmm. women want all of the information. Um, we found a lot with, with guys and young men that they've been playing video games and, you know, playing cowboys and Indians. And they've, you know, think they know a lot more about firearms. Uh, women are very admitted open that they don't. Right. And so they want more information. It seems like to me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those answers, like you said, those questions don't get asked and those answers don't get given in situations where they're too chicken to ask. So we we really like that safe zone. Um, We will tell them from the beginning, we're here as your references. We're here for you. Ask us anything at any point. And once you come through She Hunts, you're part of the family. So my phone is texted like text stream open at all times i've got group chats with all the all the camps that have passed and if anybody has any questions what boots should i wear to hunt this yeah. you know it comes through on the group chat and we all answer i love so. that it's a continuation of it we're always here yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the questions that we have as women are not the same questions that men have sometimes because and they're not and it's simply because adapt. we're just shaped differently yeah totally yeah we're shaped differently. <laughs> what path is going to work for this what exactly. boots are going to work for this what yeah year do I need? What, what do I do with my hair on day six in Alaska? (laughs) (laughs) What do I do? All of it. Um, That's definitely not a guy question. (laughs) How do I find waiters that fit a woman? Right. Right. It's all different. Um, our brains just work differently. And that doesn't mean that some men don't think the same way. It's just, it's, this is how it is. Um, but I like, 
I like that it's an open forum. I like that there's a continuation afterwards. So you're not just, okay, here's the camp and you're free. (laughs) No, we're we're always here. And we actually do alumni trips every year as well. So we get the girls back together. We went to Namibia um, just this last year and it was awesome. In June, we were just there. And um, I think we had eight, eight or nine of our girls come and it was fabulous with kids and husbands and everyone was hunting and using their skills. That was just super rewarding time. That is great. We went to an orphanage and we donated a bunch of clothes and the kids that were with us got to go and give their kids their old toys. And it was, it was really a special experience. It's all encompassing. It keeps passing it on. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) when I was taught, when I was starting, I started thinking about, Hey, who, who is going to be a part of this, um, this podcast, I started thinking, okay, I want women who inspire, but I also want women who will encourage. And there's a difference between those two words. The inspiration can come without hands-on, or if you want to say boots on the ground. Um, Mm -hmm. Encouragement surpasses inspiration and you actually, it's almost like you're putting a hand on somebody and Mm -hmm. there's guidance and there's personal interaction and it's more personal just to say that it's, it takes it the step further. And if I feel like this, the she hunt skills camp, um, it does that. It takes you from being an inspirational person out there in the universe of the internet webs. And it <laughs> brings you down to not down to, cause we're not down, but it brings you to a place where you're able to encourage a woman one-on-one and that's thank you <laughs> that's it it's different it's there are a couple of different um like our state has a becoming an outdoors woman um mm-hmm. we we do a great job for the past almost 30 years here in Tennessee of encouraging women in hunting and in the outdoors and it does it takes it from that okay here's out and just talking about it and it puts boots on the ground. And I love that part of it and how you've done that. Thank you. Yeah, we really enjoy it. And, and like I've said before, I mean, once you're in the Sheehan family, like we're always here. Um, it's it's really been interesting to see the the relationship relationships forged during she hunts that last. We've got girls from our first camp ever, actually, um, three years ago that I talked to recently, and there's still seven of them that are getting together, hunting together, hanging out together um, from the first camp. Yeah. You know, and this is three years later, these are lifelong friendships. These are Mm -hmm. lifelong hunting partners. This is, you know, I, I feel like the relationships forged hunting, um, tend to last. And when you've got a group of, you know, 12 women together experiencing all of this for the first time and going through all these things, they may be uncomfortable doing, but they do it together and they support each other. It really builds incredible relationships. Of course it does. And we see the number of women in hunting, growing so fast. Uh, fastest, low, fastest it, growing demographic in the hunting industry. It really is. But if we also look at the number of women that stay in hunting, mm-hmm. that number has drastically dropped. And I Interesting. think it's, um, I want to say it's at a faster rate. If I, if I've got my facts right, I think it's exponentially a faster rate of them dropping out and doing community, um, things like these camps and connecting women together to mm-hmm. where when Hopefully they, keeps them in. <laughs> it keeps them in. It encourages them and it doesn't just stop at the camp. It pushes further. And if, I mean, I've got maybe three women that I can reach out and touch within a hundred miles of me. Mm-hmm. Three. That I That's know not a lot. It's not a lot. And so doing a camp like this and reading through all of your reviews and these ladies of what they've said and the community that has built, it's the support that keeps women in hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. It really is. And it's incredible to see. They come from literally all over the country. Mm-hmm. We have girls from New York and LA to middle of the country to Canada. We've got them from literally all over the place. It makes the cir- it draws the circle in. So it's not yes. as wide. 
Um, and once you go to one camp, you get linked in with all the alumni. So your your exposure of, of one person of 12, you know, you meet 11 there, but then you also get the 50 plus that have gone through the camp um, when we do alumni trips and when we meet up every year at SCI. And, you know, so they, they their circles expand. That is great. I love that. That yeah, has been, that's been <laughs> the one thing, truly, that's been the one of the main reasons of doing this podcast is to connect women and link them together so that the distance isn't as far between yeah. support. And we're all here for you, girls. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? I mean, I'm, I don't know all the answers by any means. I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to say, well, I'm a hunter and I know all of the answers because I'm a podcaster. Oh, I don't either. No, <laughs> I don't either. Learning. And I don't teach it all either. I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think I know enough to be teaching all of these things. I don't think that it's all the Britney show. We have yeah. industry professionals that teach all of this. So we've got a, a Navy SEAL that comes in and teaches the ladies stalking, how to stalk, how to, mm-hmm. how to break up your figure in the, in the brush. We've got, um, you know, rifle manufacturers that come in and teach about the rifles. They've made custom for she hunts. We've got an Olympic Kragoff shooter that comes in and teaches us to shoot shotguns. So it's not, it's not me thinking that I know anything or everything either. Um, What I've found is that I learned something at every camp. It's really been interesting for me. I kind of sit back and I uh, take it all in and I, I go through all of it with the ladies and I teach a few things as well, but I always learn. It's really, it's really something interesting. And there's, because of what we do, because it's such a broad spectrum Mm -hmm. and because hunting varies so much around the world, there's always something to learn. Oh yeah. And it's always changing. Absolutely. There's always something new to learn, but there's always something old to learn um, that we haven't necessarily (laughs) gotten yet. Um, But the big thing is, is that even though we don't know all the answers, we might know somebody that does. Right. So um, I think that women do a great job and men do too. I'm not discounting them at all (laughs) because, I mean, they have been my main source right now of learning what I've learned and they've been great at teaching. Um, Well, I think we're all hunters at the end of the day. You know, it's important not to um, distinguish. I I don't use the term huntress. No. Quoted a few times saying that I don't like it, no. but you know it's it's the same reason we don't call flight attendants stewardesses anymore because right. they're doing the same job. Yeah, um, you know we hunt hard, we we use the same gear, we use the same things, and we and we do the same trips. So I don't see the difference there. No. I think the most important thing is just to keep learning, mm-hmm. keep reaching. You know, keep your ego in check so that you can keep learning from the people around you. Yep, it's and a keep expanding your knowledge. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a humble, um, a humble rising um, <laughs> in whatever, and I'm talking about going from not knowing anything at all about hunting to the continuance of hunting. You have to stay humble in it. The second that you Absolutely. aren't, nature is going to bring you back there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So it's a very humbling experience to fail. Yes. <laughs> it really is. You always learn from it, but it does Absolutely. not always feel good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, that was. I was gonna go right into that. I'm. I'm glad you brought that up. The hunter versus huntress, and you know that <laughs> word. That word used to not be bad. No, it wasn't. And you know, I did um, that show, The American Huntress, for mm-hmm. years, um, and and we thought it was a wonderful term yeah. until it turned into you know the bikini clad Instagram yes. hunters, yes. Um, and that they kind of just sullied the term. And it's not against anyone that still uses it. I used to use it too. Um, for me now, though, I I get that picture in my head when I say it. Yeah. So I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's everyone's personal choice. There's nothing against the Mm-mm. the the term itself is not what changed. It's the uh, social media yeah. around it that has. I feel like it has kind of demoted um, the It term really is. From, it, it, it's a lesser hunter in, in, is what it, it kind of relates to now right. when you say it. Oh, she's a huntress. Yeah. You know, like, okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Let's hold go on back. just a second. We are all hunters in this room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are all That's hunters. Up. We have all worked hard no matter what that journey is. Yep. <laughs> um, we've all worked hard to get there and the respect that comes from, from that journey shouldn't be demoted by a word. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, it's it's just one of those things I avoid. And um, you know, if if I have a lady in camp that wants to use it, that is her prerogative, and I do not challenge it, and I do not enforce my opinions on her. But it's just one of those things I avoid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were the first hunter who happened to be female on the cover of Peterson's Hunting um, magazine. I was, yeah, that's true. It's. Um, <laughs> That I was looking through it, and um, there there are a lot of firsts that come along. I've I've been on a couple of podcasts with gentlemen who have said, "Well, you're the first woman I've had on my podcast." Oh, that's and cool. It's it's a huge honor. I wish it that is. there were more. I'm glad. That it is. It was a huge honor that they asked me to do that. That was um, during the time where I was hosting on Peterson's uh-huh. Hunting Adventures Television as well, and it was uh, it was a huge thing. I really. I thought it was pretty awesome. It, <laughs> it was actually the same year that I was the first female to get a hunting license in Peru. Wow. So it was kind of a double first that year. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sense of respect that comes from that, but more than that, it's validation. Um, Thank you. It's validation <laughs> for not just for women. It felt good at the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. It should still feel good. Um, go ahead and take that. It should still feel good because... It's, it's I haven't valid- thought about that in years. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. It's um, it's validation that you're not just a pretty face on that magazine. They actually respected you as a hunter. And when people will listen, it means they've respected. And um, there's validation in that. So Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Um, tell me, what what has been your favorite hunt? You've been on what six continents? Well, you know, now that I've just mentioned Peru, Peru comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, my Peruvian whitetail was one of those really bizarre, um, incredible experiences that you never know, never knew you were getting yourself into until you ended up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to, I like the idea it had just opened, uh, hunting in Peru had just opened. And um, I liked the idea of being the first. And um, I was, my hunting license is number 19. Wow. Um, and I was the first female to go, but the hunting area wasn't really set up. So I stayed in a, in a mud brick house with a family <laughs> up on top of a mountain in the Andes. Mm-hmm. And um, they had never seen someone with my coloring and the kids would try to rub my freckles off of my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I had pink mm-hmm. nail polish. They kept asking me in Spanish if it hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they had never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an incredible experience. I, I really enjoyed it. This little kid, I remember Almendra was her name. She kept trying to give me her baby pet pig. <laughs> Because it was, it, yeah, it ended up sleeping in my sleeping bag a couple nights. It was like a little tiny baby pig. And um, I got very attached to it. She tried to extend it home with me. I kept trying to explain to her that I was going on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't take the it pig. Go on the plane. Um, but that was an incredible experience. It was just very, very wild. And it was, you know, 14,000 feet up there. And it was awesome. I think that um, for non hunters, if they ever listen, um, <laughs> the. To go on a hunt, and now I'm, I'm a whitetail. I've only I've only hunted whitetail in on the east coast of the states. But every hunt that you go on, it's not just the end result that encompasses a right. hunt. It's, right. Well, you'll notice I didn't mention the trophy no. when I just described that because I didn't get one yep. that year. And that's, I went back and I got one the second time. But that first experience was one of the best hunts I've ever been on. And being on a hunt and having a wonderful hunt isn't necessarily determined by what you harvest. Exactly. It's the time spent in the field. It's the time spent in the culture. It's the time spent with the people that you care about. Mm-hmm. It's really what hunting is all about. It's, it's being able to take something away from it, whether it Absolutely. is. And learn about yourself. Yes, exactly. It's how you apply that afterwards. And I mm-hmm. think that that's important for, for people to hear because that helps explain why we do it. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. It's not just and the mentoring food. side of things, you know, yeah. the bringing people into it is really, I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. I found my calling. This is by far the most purpose and passion I've had in anything I've done in the outdoor industry. The 16 years I've been doing this professionally, this is 
by far the most rewarding thing I've ever done. That's, um, it's passing it on. It is. Yeah. It's passing it on and, and it's, and it's lighting the fire, you know, it's lighting that passion, that spark for people. And when you see it click and connect in these women, it's just, it's an incredibly rewarding thing to be part of. Yeah. It's, uh, it makes it full circle. You, uh, you learn, you do, you teach, but it's when you take it, when you see the person that you've taught, then teach someone else, it it yeah. really brings it full circle. Well, and that's where you tie in the conservation aspect as well. I mean, we're we're a dying breed, um, mm-hmm. international hunters, you know. And when you have more and more women jumping in, but like you said, not staying in, you know, giving them the skills to pass on to their kids is fabulous. It's yeah. the way to get the next generation involved. You know, if if mom's out hunting, the chances are the kids are too. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it's hunting for a lot of years was something guys did on their own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every now and then you'd get couples that would go hunting together, but very few threw a baby on their back and went hunting. Right. And it's a thing now, you know, women are taking their kids on hunts from an early age. And I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I don't think, no, I've never hunted. This past spring was the first time I hunted with someone. My very oh, awesome. first hunt, I went by myself. Oh, you're a unicorn. <laughs> There's not many of us. Um, but I attribute that to my husband again. He knew that that was, I wanted to do it all by myself. And um, and I'm grateful for the lessons that I've learned alongside of him. But it there's something about being able to do it on your own. It really is. And, it, and when you get it done, the accomplishment and the feeling of it, it's just, it's uncomparable. It's true. Very true. And being able to fill the freezer, you know, I know at any given time that I can pull out a pack of ground meat that I have in my freezer. I've got dinner ready at a moment's notice because I know that I harvested that meat. I don't have to go, you know, buy it at the grocery store. Exactly. I've got food in this house that will last us for the year. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. (laughs) And that's lovely. (laughs) It's so true. We have so many people. Our door is a revolving door, but the the number one request is, do you have any venison? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We actually just sent, I sent yesterday a care package to one of our She Hunts ladies that's not doing so well. So um, we send it out. Like I said, the She Hunts family is is a forever thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So we send it, we give it out. Our neighbors come and go. We actually are. <laughs> one of my neighbors had never actually pulled a trigger before she came to the She Hunts camp and harvested a bison That's while awesome. she was there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but their, their freezer is actually in our garage. <laughs> so she's over every few days to stock up on her meat. That is great. <laughs> they didn't have space for the chest freezer, so we've got another one in our garage. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Hey, who is one of the women who inspires you in our hunting community? Ooh. Um, I think Melissa Bachman's always been an inspiration. She's such an awesome lady. She's a good friend and a wonderful person, but she's also just one of those few that stood on her own two feet early on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's very few of us in the very beginning of, of all of this that were hunting alone. Yeah. You know, back in 2005 to 2009, there was very, very few women traveling internationally by ourselves. Right. Like very few, I, I would maybe say her and I, and I was about to say it's know. on one hand. It's not many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that was about it. And, and she's, she's, you know, always kept things so professional and just, she's, she's got a wonderful, wonderful career built for herself. I'm really proud of what she's accomplished. And, um, I just think, uh, you know, doing what we've done for so long and traveling the way that we have and, and keeping everything, you know, so tight ship, I think mm-hmm. she's really inspirational. Yep. I like to find um, when I'm looking out there in the interwebs um, (laughs) and around me, um, there are some ladies who are around me that I have been able to to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? There's there's a few behind me, but finding somebody ahead of me has been difficult. But there there are a few very kind open, willing to speak, willing to ask, answer the questions, willing to walk alongside. And it means the world when you find those people. I think so too. I think also remembering that, 
you know, it's it's very easy for me these days to remember the beginning days because I see it at the, every, every camp. Right. You know, I'm reminded every camp of where we started. Um, but I think when you get to a certain point, it's hard sometimes to put yourself back in the beginner's footsteps mm-hmm. um, and kind of walk that path again. Right. So I think it's it's nice to these these camps, like I said, are a wonderful reminder of that. So every time I get to relive the beginning and it reignites my passion for the sport as well. Yeah. You know, seeing these ladies light up when we go on game drives and every animal they see that they've never seen before, you know, being able to identify those animals for them. And it reignites my excitement about those animals that maybe I've seen a hundred times, you know, that I don't necessarily get that excited about anymore, being able to relive it through their eyes. And that's another thing about bringing youth into the outdoors, mm-hmm. you know, parents that have been there, done that, get to see the outdoors through their kids' eyes again. And that's a whole new experience. And it's it's actually something I feel like um, I get a glimpse of through these ladies, um, but I can't wait to take my future kids out hunting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you actually allow that at camp. You, you allow- We do, yeah, mom and daughters. Bring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, yeah, and we've had a lot of mother daughter groups. I love that your age range starts. Yeah, (laughs) ten and up. So it doesn't matter if you are a kid coming with your mom, or Mm -hmm. if you are like me, an almost forty year old woman who has watched her husband hunt and be like, I want to do that too, or watched a significant other um, hunt. I want to do that too. Or if you are retired and want to come on in, or if you've lost somebody, your, your spectrum of women that you're able. <laughs> Pretty broad spectrum. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, we've loved our mother daughter groups. It's actually wonderful to watch mom and daughter bond um, mm-hmm. during camp. So we've had, uh, you know, from 11 years old with mom um, up to adult mother daughters mm-hmm. that kind of had a strained relationship about hunting. The daughter wasn't into it, but mom was, and she didn't convince her to come at the camp and make her final decision. And she ended up loving it and hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was incredible. And watching her mom just light up that she actually wanted to do this. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, mother daughter groups come where the daughter had never pulled the trigger and didn't want to. And mom talked her into coming and she was there against her will. And then by second day, she was volunteering to go first on the shooting stations, Mm -hmm. you know, just jumping in because it was fun because everybody else was doing it because it wasn't, you know, a pressured thing from her parents. And sometimes it's hard to learn from a parent, just like it's hard to learn from a boyfriend or a husband. You know, there's, there's tension there because of other issues. You know, there's there's relationship dynamics that go into it. So it's sometimes mm-hmm. hard to teach. It's like they always joke about husbands trying to teach their wives to drive manual vehicles. Yeah. It's really it stressful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same thing with guns. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually nice to learn from, you know, a nonpartisan third party. So it's it's, uh, it's kind of fun. It's it's, true. Wa- it's wonderful to watch those dynamics grow as well. There's less pressure in that. Well, walk me through your camp from... From day one, what are some of the things that women are able to do? Um, well, I was just working on my schedule for the October camp this morning, awesome. so I have it in front of me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, first of all, let me just say our October camp is sold out. Woo-hoo. I um, saw that on your website. That is great. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yeah. Thank you. My dad's coming to this one, too, so he's going to be our little celebrity guest. That'll be fun. That will be. Um, so the girls get in and we, uh, pick up and drop off in San Antonio. So they just have to get to San Antonio. And, um, and then we get in, we have a lovely lunch and we get into our swag bags. Swag bags are goodie bags, um, filled with enough gear to (laughs) basically compensate you back for what you pay to be at a camp. Yeah. So you get a full set of Sitka, you get all kinds of goodies, um, Alps backpacks, uh, just all a huge range of things. Mm -hmm. Dead Down Wind products, we've got Yeti cups and knives and just all kinds of stuff. Um, it's a wonderful bag. So we get to go through our goodie bags. That's always everybody's favorite, mm-hmm. you know, starting thing. And then we go straight into scope mounting. Cause I feel like that's one of those really important things that a lot of people overlook or they let their gun shop do. Um, so we mount scopes and we learn how to get the reticle straight and we do bore sighting. So you figure out how to look down the bore of the gun and check your scope that way. Um, and then the following morning, oh, well, we'll go game drive and look at animals because that's always fun. Yes. Um, and then the following morning, we'll sight in. We'll do gun safety. We'll sight in our firearms. 
We teach them how to walk it in left to right, up and down, how to get it from on paper to dialed in. And everybody will have their chance to do that. And then um, after lunch, we'll do shooting rest methods. Now, these schedules change constantly, so it's not always in this order. But for the most part, um, shooting rest methods is important to get out of the way in the beginning because we like to really teach them how to use sticks before if they want to go hunting, they'll have a chance to go hunting. Um, they got a couple hour block morning and evening. Okay. So, and then um, shot placement, because that's also crucial to get out of the way in the beginning. Exactly. And um, I'll just kind of list off some of the other stuff. Yes. But we do archery, we do uh, conservation talks, we do long range, we do stalking with a Navy SEAL, we do wilderness survival, we do dangerous game, we do bullet talk, we do shotgun shooting with an Olympian, we do field dressing, uh, butchering, and wild game cooking, as well as gun cleaning, and that wraps us up. Yeah. It takes you from zero to, from A to Z. Yeah. 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 It kind of covers everything. And there's lots more that gets fit in around there. We do lots of talks on how to take appropriate photos, um, Mm -hmm. ethics around hunting, um, the conservation model behind Texas ranches. You know, all of these things get kind of fit in during the other stuff as well. So there's there's lots of stuff that goes on. And like I said, every camp is slightly different. Sometimes we'll have, you know, a, a doctor come in and talk about, you know, medical procedures that can be done in the field if it hits the fan. Right. Um, sometimes we'll have, uh, we had a special guest come in and talk about turkeys because it was turkey season was opening that weekend. And so he gave us the whole background on turkey populations, why conservation's working, mm-hmm. what hunting does the populations, how they rebound, you know, what's going on. And um, so it's different every time. Right. There's a, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Put on paper. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. I don't want to give away all the secrets. No, um, <laughs> don't. Everybody loves surprises. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a blast. We have a really good time with it. And, um, and every evening is a game drive or they can go hunting. Okay. And we always have um, guides on standby. They only have to upgrade by paying a trophy fee, but we cover the daily rates. So they don't okay. have to pay anymore okay. for the guides. Um, so that's always fun. And, and they always, Record Buck Ranch has been so good to us over the years. They've always given us specials for the girls. So when the girls get there, they find out what, you know, needs calling or what um, extra, whatever they have that they can discount for us. And um, the girls get to hunt something special. So that's fun. That is fun. Now, do you have to have, do you have to go through a hunter safety course before coming? Are there any prerequisites before coming? There is not. Texas is one of those states where you can um, go online and do a, uh, fill out the forms online. And so the office handles all of that. So basically all they have to do is show up. Perfect. Yeah. And then they go into the office if they want to hunt, they do their little paper waiver thing that says that they're hunter safety agreement and Mm -hmm. then they uh they get their licenses and then they're with a professional guide so they're never on their own we don't just throw them on the deep end (laughs) right (laughs) and um and uh yeah we walk through it with them and it's awesome they come back successful and all the ladies cheer and jump up and down and freak out and it's it's a lot of fun that is that's a great process it's a wonderful experience Yeah. Yeah. yeah um whether you're hunting or not, just being a part of mm-hmm. it uh, draws you in. Well, and the, you know, the one or two that decide to go hunting that night, three may join them. A lot of times the girls, because they're, they're so social, they'll make friends and they'll say, okay, I'm going to go out tonight looking for a pig. Do you want to come with me? And so a bunch of new hunters that let's say have never been out before looking for animals will go with them. So they'll get a chance to go stalking and sneak up on something. They get all the experience without pulling the trigger, which a lot of ladies like to experience before they go and do it themselves. Yep. So it's really, it turns into kind of a group experience. It does. That's, <laughs> what, my, is fun. that's what my daughter said this year. She goes, Hey, first day. I just want to go. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to pull the trigger that day. And I said, that's okay. You don't have to. Um, yep. and that's Low how pressure situation yeah, is the best it way. It sets up that like your camp is setting up that you can go as far as you want to go in the experience. Yep. Um, but it's there for you to go that far. Um, Absolutely. I love that. So what is, what's the goal for 2020 for She Hunt? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I I was having a think on, um, on that after, um, you sent me over some notes and I was (laughs) thinking, you know, honestly, I'm so happy with the way things Mm -hmm. are going. I think we are, we've done, so the first year was one camp. The second year was two camps. The third year was three camps. We're doing four camps in 2020. Okay. So booking out four camps and having, um, 
our ladies join us on our Sheehan's alumni trips and increasing that a bit probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But pretty much, you know, I'm happy. No, yeah, <laughs> Sheehan's is in a great, great position where we're in a great place um, as a company and our clients are happy and our, you know, our instructors are happy. So I think all in all, we're, we're in a great spot. Yeah. Don't fix what isn't broken. Keep, exactly. Keep <laughs> we love our sponsors. Shout out to all of our She Hunt sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, SCIF, the Safari Club International Foundation is our title sponsor. They've been incredible um, for us and just really kind of bringing the conservation side home. So for every camp they send, um, have you ever done the blue bag program? Do you I know anything not. about the, no, okay. So the, the Bell, Bell family blue, blue bag program, um, basically is a blue duffel bag, um, that you can take with you to give back when you go hunting. Okay. So they supply blue duffel bags for all of our girls to take home with them. And then we explain to them how to use them. Um, every hunt that I go on, especially in Africa, we take a bag full of donations, um, you know, deflated balls for schools, uh, English, um, books, Yes. that they can read in school, kids' books, yeah. um, school supplies, clothes, shoes, mm-hmm. uh, anything that you can think of, not candy. Right. Don't put candy in bags. Right. <laughs> I don't like that. Or pigs. No baby pigs. Um, no, no baby pigs, no candy. But we do, you know, school supplies, clothing, all kinds of stuff, but it's it's a way to give back. Right. So for example, on our trip um, to Namibia, which was the She Hunts Adventures alumni trip, um, we had nine girls that brought 14 blue bags. Wow. And these are duffel bags that hold way more than we can take on an airline without being overweight. So they're huge duffel bags um, full of clothing, kids' clothes. And we took it to an orphanage and we were able to give it out piece by piece to these kids. And it was incredible. We had toys and we had school supplies and we had books and we had all kinds of amazing things. And uh, we actually did it in conjunction with Trinity Oaks. And Trinity Oaks has been an incredible supporter for us over the years. And they, um, Trinity Oaks bought a bunch of new mattresses for the kids. There's like 44 kids sleeping in a house and they were sleeping on the floor with blankets. And they came in and bought them all twin size mattresses, like huge amounts of it. And so I think working in conjunction with, with um, organizations like that, that that really reach out, that give us a good example to show the girls has been huge. Um, It's, it's really been inspiring to see over the years what this has turned into. There's, um, there's a difference between impacting just a small group of women to then taking it further to impact the world. And that absolutely that's what it's doing. Well, just empowering these women to impact the world, yeah. you know, giving them the tools that they need and, and exposing them to these wonderful programs. And it doesn't take a lot to save up kids clothes as they grow out of it. No. Gosh, no, as they grow so fast. They do. My bonus, my bonus eight year old is going through clothes. Like it's gone out of style mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um, and, and save them up, you know, and make some, kids day yeah we're taking three bags with us to Mozambique I'm leaving on Tuesday and um, I mean the kids out there they live in huts they don't have nice things and being able to hand them you know a essentially brand new pair of flip-flops because she grew out of them before she ever got to wear them um, just makes that kids day yep and being able to so. have that impact. There's conservation, man, the word conservation sometimes can be overwhelming for people getting into hunting or people who have been in hunting because all you think of is, um, the what money, what money can I donate? <laughs> what, uh, my tag, my license, like that's, but there are other routes. Um, oh, there's so many routes. There's so much that you can trash. do by just, exactly, by just being there and doing the right thing in the moment, right. you know? But being conservationists, you know, being able to open yourself to helping people, mm-hmm. whether they're hunting related or not, you know, just being out there. There's areas that we get to see as hunters that are not accessible to other people in the world. You know, there's areas that we'll see that no one else will. Mm -hmm. And these, you know, little tribes that we may pass in Mozambique on hunting, if we can give them something to brighten their day and make them happy, it, it isn't necessarily wildlife conservation, but you're conserving the idea behind hunters as a positive influence on the world. Right. And it's, it's and, helping and the just, community, not just the is. hunting 
area and it's is helping where you're going. goodwill mm-hmm. toward hunters uh, as a whole. Yeah. You know, we get a bad rap from a few bad apples, but as a whole, we do so much more for wildlife than any other sector. It's really incredible. It's true. It's very true. And it's not just our license. It's, it's, no, it's so much more. So, <laughs> so many more steps than is noted. That's so much more. My husband was actually um, in the Caprivi a couple years ago, and he um, they were driving through an area, and the water had been cut off where the the road was going past. There was a dam that had built up, um, a natural thing, but it, the water wasn't getting to the village. And so um, he and his father actually stopped the vehicle, and they got shovels, and they dug the the. Uh, what do you call it? Like a little trench so that the water could get back to where it's supposed to go. And they, to this day, call that the Tall Brad River. (laughs) 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 Call that Tall Brad River. So he he, he spent the day out there digging because he's like, you know what? This needs to get done. Let's do it. It, and so they stopped their, their trip and they were like, let's do it. And they sat there all day and they dug out this whole area that had just been dammed up with mud. Right. Um, but they, yeah, Tall Brad, Tall Brad River. Tall Brad River. His <laughs> yeah. namesake over there. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, we got married this year. So that was a big uh, was thing for this ask. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I suppose it's almost been a year now. That was 2019, January. So. Yeah. And he's been at every single camp and he is such an incredible help. He dubbed himself the carrier of heavy boxes, but he's much more than that. <laughs> he's a certified archery instructor and he teaches our archery um, as well as a few other odds and ends. So it's uh, it's been an incredible thing to share with our family and our, his, I say our daughter, my bonus daughter, his daughter is mm-hmm. eight and she's like, two more years and I get to go to she hunts. I love it. She's looking <laughs> she's forward so to it. She's so excited. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> She talks about it all the time. Oh, so 2019, um, you got married. You had a big 2019 January, yeah, 2019. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, what else went on for you personally in 2019? I mean, that's pretty big. It's hard to talk Ooh, about. We had a very busy year. Um, but it was a lot of, you know, camps getting right. married. Um, we were in Namibia for the She Hunts Adventures trip. So a yeah. lot of hosting there. I shot a black and polo, but otherwise I was just along as moral support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and 2019 is not over yet. So I'm headed to Mozambique next week for Cape Buffalo. And actually, um, our good couple friends are going with us and a lady that has been through the camp. So she's very excited to have her first dangerous game hunt now that she's going to get to use her dangerous game seminar experience. That's great. So that'll be fun. And then we get back, we've got two days between Mozambique and the next camp. And uh, so we'll be headed straight to Texas and we'll do the next October camp. And then we've got two days before we've got a horse uh, horseback ride thing that we've got to do. And then we're into November and then December and it'll be 2020 before you can even blink. (laughs) And of course you've got um, 2020 planned out. Yeah, I know. We've got booths at SCI and DSC, um, Dallas Safari Club and Safari Club International. Mm -hmm. So we'll be super busy um, with that. And, uh, oh, we've got our swag just went up on the website. So you can officially buy She Hunts t-shirts and hats on the website. So that's exciting. Um, What else? Yeah, I don't know. Our, Our... um, our camps are all this year sold out and then next year we've already got half sold out for May. So we're, we're cruising. That is great. I love, yeah. I mean, you're selling out, which means these women are getting yeah. hands <laughs> on experience. It, that is very exciting. I am excited. Our price is going up for next year. So we're doing from 2,500 to it'll be 3,000 for next year. But if they book before the end of the year, they can still secure that $2,500 price. So that's, that's kind of cool as well. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy ride. We're loving every minute of it, and I'm uh, I'm just super excited to keep things going. We're forever changing and building and adding seminars, and uh, I want to do uh, next year, early next year, we're going to do a seminar um, hunting with dogs, like bird hunting. Yes, with dogs. So we'll yes. have a dog demo coming out to do that. So that'll be fun. Um, but there's all kinds of ideas. We're going to do tracking seminars, and we're doing fire starting at the next one. We did that last one as well, but. Um, all kinds of stuff. So it's little bits here and will change here and there. We've got a lot of repeat clientele. Um, I've got a lady coming to this camp for her third time. That is great. <laughs> it's, um, it's just a really fun experience. And every time you come, you gain another, you know, 11 sisters. So. And That's another 11 too. hunters. It's, yep. um, 
(laughs) I I know that women pay attention a whole lot to detail and they pay a whole lot of attention to. um, Oh, we leave a lot of space in their little notebooks for taking notes. They do. (laughs) And we do. I mean, we definitely do. And it's, it's amazing to see how if you compare and I, I'm not contrasting if you compare men and women and hunting, because since we are all hunters, um, the skills that men bring to the table and the skills that women bring to the table are so different, but they work together so well mm-hmm. because you've got and women think of different things. They do. They think of like different our minds details. work slightly differently. And, um, mm-hmm. and if I, women shoot, a little better sometimes. Um, I love to say that, but usually not publicly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Honestly, women are are so easy to teach as well because they listen to direction. (laughs) There's direction, but there's also, there's a sense of perfection. I think that, um, that we're all perfectionists. Yes. Um, so it's kind of, it's neat to see, um, success in yeah and we always tell everybody these are tips and tricks you know for the most part i mean we we go into you know everything on a on a basic but important uh, milestone level like we give you all of the basics that you need and then we're there if you have any in-depth questions yeah. like we don't bore you with you know calculating ballistics on a calculator but if you want to i'm here for you right or you know? hey, this this works, but I need right. to adapt it to my size, or I need to yeah. Adapt and it to and my let me strength. teach you from my experience. Let me show you what's worked for me. Right. You know, as a woman in the outdoors, you know, that's gone into this hunting alone. Let me show you how I made this work. Right. Learn from my mistakes instead of making your own. Yeah. If I can help it in any way. You're going um, to make your own, but let me learn from mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I always tell them, always aim to be the most prepared mm-hmm. of your group. Don't rely on other people to have the essentials that you need to make your hunt a success. So if you just figure that everyone else is going to have something to purify water, then what if they don't, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I always tell them to just kind of aim to be the most prepared. Right. Oh man, this honestly, just sitting here talking about the camp, I wish that I were going in October. (laughs) Um, Well, we got March, April, and May coming up. (laughs) So tell tell people how they can get in touch with you or shehunts.com. Super easy. Shehunts.com. Info at shehunts.com is uh, my email. And um, on the website now, you can register, fill out your registration, click the shop page, click pay. And you can pay and be done. Okay. In the old days, we would have sent you an invoice, but we're getting more technologically advanced these days. I did marry a tech guy, so he's helping me. Always beneficial. <laughs> Always beneficial. I'm like, how does this thing work? <laughs> See, we all work um, together well. <laughs> yeah, but shehunts.com, everything's on there. Okay. You'll have a full registration. It'll ask you all kinds of invasive questions like, where did you find this? <laughs> what size gloves do you wear? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing too crazy. And, um, it'll also ask you about your experience. You know, how comfortable are you with firearms? How, um, how much hunting experience have you had? You know, it's just a number one through 10, so it's not too crazy. And it asks you to let us know if there's any trauma in your background that we need to help you work to overcome, which is an important question that was added out of necessity. Yeah. We had people coming to camp. They're like, Oh, by the way, I'm terrified of the sound of a gunshot. Like, Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Let's work on that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, everything's on the website. You can fill out your registration, pick your month and, uh, and then go to the shop page and, and pay. And once you've put down a little deposit, you've got your spot reserved. Okay. There's also Instagram. Instagram at she hunts mm-hmm. super easy. Um, on Facebook, it's she hunts skills camp okay. and, uh, yeah. That's We're great. here for you. Any questions, info at She Hunts or Brittany at She Hunts. It all goes to the same box. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad that women are getting to hear this. I'm glad that you threw that in about um, knowing your history a little bit because we all come for different reasons into this. And we all come from different reasons. We all have different backgrounds. We've all, you know, looked this up for a different reason. Some mm-hmm. people found it on Instagram and thought it would be fun. Some people lost a spouse or a parent that they've been looking for a way to get those basic skills without having to 
you know, go and ask someone that they're not comfortable asking. So I think uh, understanding where people are coming from is huge. And, and then also just catering to that, you know, we really work our best to tailor everyone's experience to make them happy and comfortable. Yep. Yep. We're not just, um, as mentors and as hunters, um, we're not just meeting the needs of this one class. There's always something behind it. There's always a drive that's pushing you. There's always a reason, your why, as people say. What is your why? Why are you, why do you do this? And it can be for connection. It can be for relationship. It can be for healing. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Brittany. I appreciate your Absolutely. time. Thanks for having me. It was, it was fun. It was Anytime. fun. Anytime. <laughs> and I'm glad that, that ladies are going to are able to hear this. But I'm also hoping that the men in their lives also hear this and see that this could be something great for them as well. Yeah, we've had um, we've had guys sign up wives as well, mm-hmm. and we've had um, guys sign up daughters. And honestly, they all get the same amount out of it um, yeah. if they if they decide to come on their own or if they get signed up. So, so don't be afraid to um, encourage people to join us. Um, I really think that turning hunting into a family ordeal is mm-hmm. a major thing. I think that it, it changes hunting from an escape to a family activity. Yes. Um, so I encourage husbands, get your wives out there and uh, get parents, get your kids out there. Out there. Yeah. You know, the sooner, the better, the earlier, the better. Get them into the outdoors when they can build that passion. Yep. And really share it. And that's why the, the kids camps are wonderful. And I love the kids camps. But if you don't have a parent to take you after the kids camps, then what? Right. You know, so I think, you know, there's plenty of, of guys um, hunting opportunity. I think having something specific for women is kind of special. And we're, we're really happy to be part of it. Well, I'm glad that you all have it. And um, <laughs> thank you. And I'm glad that we were able to sit down and talk today. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. You're welcome. You can find more information about the camp at shehuntsskillscamp.com. On Instagram, you can follow Brittany at shehunts. And on Facebook, shehuntsskillscamp. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. Hey, everyone. This is Andrew with Sasquatch Fuel. If you're heading into the backcountry this season and you need some meals that don't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. Our 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head to sasquatchfuel.com. Hey guys, enter code Western Contours at checkout and save a few bucks off your order.